Hi, this is Susan. Amelia and Chris and I are back with the second part of the discussion of the last four episodes of Season 3 of Oz, Nail Punishment Secret Time. Then we have, we'll talk more about Tim McManus. He has uh, not one, but two sexual harassment lawsuits. The many loves of McManus. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know if you would call them that, but okay. <laughs> Definitely not Claire. Is he really, is, like, okay, is he the only viable option for... <laughs> for single women in this place. Apparently, none of the guards are worthy. I mean, he's the guy in power at that place. Mm -hmm. oh. See, that's what I can't figure out. I can't figure out if it's the fact that he's in a position of power or, you know, I, I'm not saying he's not attractive. I, I don't know why I find him attractive, but I kind of do. So... So you'd be right there. <laughs> McManus had my baby! <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. I'm, I'm just curious. I don't know. He's, he's one of the men there with a good job. <laughs> with he likes to job. do lunch. That's right. <laughs> you know. He'll go to lunch with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> But it's only real with Diane. Leo says, I think it's frankly disgusting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I kept it to myself. Damn, <laughs> Leo, with the judgments. Where are the judgments coming from? Yeah. They just live different lives outside of the prison. <laughs> and inside, too. <laughs> But the uh, the scene that I thought was so sad was when when Tim goes to talk to Diane about whether or not she would have testified for him. Yep. And they're both just so they both seem so down and depressed, and you know it was just so sad. I felt like I, I needed to watch an episode of Community after that so I could cheer up. But Diane, and if you watched an episode of Big Bang Theory, you'd be even happier. So. Not really. <laughs> but Diane actually said she'd back him. Yes. And the doctor was waffling. Yeah, she said she had to think about it. She she wanted to go talk to Claire first and hear her side. And it's like, wow. <laughs> I mean, she clearly knows how sensitive a guy McManus is and all he was asking her to do was be a character witness. You yeah. know my character. Be a character witness. Right. Did it ever seem to you during the time that we were dating that I might try and take advantage of you? Yes, no, maybe so. <laughs> That's right. all he was asking her to do and she couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of BS. <laughs> yeah. Because she definitely should have been able to do that. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> At another point, uh, Diane gets injured. I think this is when um, Clayton Hughes accidentally hits her. 
Joe Clayton. Talk about two left feet. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> God. All she was doing was bringing him a birthday cake. Just trying Here's to celebrate the his birthday. And the pitch. Yeah. Oh, Diana's down. Mm-hmm. And he was exerting force that need not be exerted. Yeah. And actually, in one of the deleted scenes, uh, Tim talks to Clayton Hughes about his temper and about taking a different approach to uh, dealing with the inmates. But That would have been handy. It would have been. <laughs> like, the, the character as portrayed is just frustrating. Yeah. yeah he, He's he, frustrating and he has a big dick. That's all I know about him. <laughs> okay that's right we did see him naked um <laughs> yeah so um i guess he, he didn't get enough training uh before he before he started working at oz in the you know the basic guard training wasn't he first in his class or some shit didn't he tell him that like he was he was the bee's knees maybe in the book learning department. But obviously not in the uh, the hands-on department. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. Back to Tim. The, the sexual harassment charges. Um, and then he meets with, he meets with Shirley Bellinger. And she, and, and Tim is surprised to hear that she knows about the sexual harassment charges that he's facing. So... Yeah, news gets around in Oz. Yep. It's like, this is the first time we've met, but yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I loved how Tim got the hell out of that situation. Yeah. You can see it turning into something really, really bad. He's like, like guard! Yeah, charge number three. <laughs> <laughs> Get beats, don't fail me now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then um, another time he's having lunch with Diane in the uh, in the staff break room and officer crazy walks in and and everything gets quiet and cream puff <laughs> and then diane gets up and punches her and they have a little fight there rightfully so she deserved to be punched yeah oh and then uh, tim and leo get in a in a yelling match at the at the hospital then Tim pulls out the race card. Says uh, Leo is always taking the side of the black inmates. Says that he that Leo was a little too quick to believe um, Kenny Wangler over Tim. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's just not right for anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Clayton Hughes. He wants to see the spot where his father died. He, he starts an investigation into his father's death, and he gets a little too violent in his investigation when he's talking to Ribadau. Uh Father Makata sees what happened and talks to him, and then he, he starts asking around also about, about uh, the death of Samuel Hughes, see if he can find out anything and help Clayton out and also says tells Clayton he can come talk to him anytime and also walking around the prison he sees the sort team practice and 
it's like that would be perfect for me <laughs> because it's it's just nothing but pure aggression he can use all that testosterone that he uh, has stored up and is not getting to use in the library and use all the the cool weapons and everything that he wants that he probably imagined the job would be i agree mm-hmm. then he he talks to adabisi one day while he's in the cafeteria staring at the spot where his father died <laughs> adabisi said that um his father in quotes his father was also killed in the cafeteria um that was um jara last season uh the other the older african man uh he was also killed in the cafeteria and so adabisi says you know we have to stick together you and i i'll look after you you look after me and then um clayton goes and talks to leo and it's clear that he's taking sides with the with the prisoners and so he is fired but then he gives Adabisi a gun before he leaves so he's looking out for Adabisi mm-hmm. in his own twisted way in his own going to get me in jail way <laughs> it's like what is with people there's no repercussions yeah. for giving a gun to a... Uh, I don't yeah, I wonder what happened to the, the first guy. You know, in, in season one, mm-hmm. that guard who gave the, the gun to uh, Saeed. Good question. Mm-hmm. We well, you've got to assume that he had the smarts to give an unlicensed gun. You know, <laughs> something that had been... You know, Clearly, this guy doesn't have that kind of brain power. Yeah, that's that's true, I'm sure. <laughs> so, he'll get caught, huh? Uh, one would hope so. Okay. I mean, it would only be right <laughs> to make him face the music for the amount of... Uh, especially if anyone gets hurt. Mm-hmm. But you just don't give Adabisi a gun. <laughs> Especially not now that he's wearing a hat again, you know? Mm. But was Clayton there? For, no, Clayton wasn't there for the other times when uh, Adabisi was wearing his hat like that. So he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know the crazy Adabisi. Oh, no. <laughs> but you'd assume he'd heard tales. You know what they say when you assume... Especially in Oz, huh? <laughs> right. Uh, then we have uh, Carlo Ricardo uh, in the in episode five. I think his, his just his sister and brother are visiting. His dad has had a stroke and is in the hospital. Uh, the next time his sister comes to see him, but he's in the hole. And I think this is after they got busted for drugs. And uh, she can't she can't see him, but she leaves him a note. Um, Tim gives it to Lepresti, but he tosses it out. 
And so uh, Carlo Ricardo is very disappointed when nobody shows up on Do Christmas Day. Do we really Day. know that guard's name? Yeah, because he, he, when he hands him the note, he says, hey, Leprusty. Ah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Susan, we knew you were a fan, but... Well, it just seems like, it. you know, generic guard number four. <laughs> nah, he's, but he's been in since, what, since season one, so... Really? Wow. I, I think so, yeah. I didn't know there were any side characters like that. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So, El Cid uh, and Carlo Ricardo and Guerra, when they get back to uh, to M-City on Christmas Day, they, uh, they want to kill Miguel Alvarez. And... They wait until the next day because, you know, Murphy says, hey, it's Christmas. Give him a break. Stop being such a tough guy for one day. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> so uh, so the next day they try to kill Alvarez. But Alvarez is prepared because the first day, the first 10 minutes that he was there in Oz, he, he got stabbed. So he's he's ready for anything at any time. <laughs> Homie, don't play that. so um and in the fight carlo ricardo ends up dead and gara has a knife to his neck and alvarez gets sent back to solitary and there he finally he talks to the warden and finally tells him that it was carlo ricardo who raped his daughter which i think was a sucker punch for us the audience Mm mm-hmm because he was of the Mexican ga- street gang people. He was the most relatable of them. And then you find out all the time, all along, he was a dirty rapist. And well-deserving of his... Because didn't you feel kind of bad for him when he got his throat cut? I mean, yeah, he was there to kill <laughs> Alvarez. But like, did you two, feel bad for him? I, I did. I was like, aw, new guy just got greased. I mean, Alvarez was doing, I don't mm-hmm. feel any sadness, you know. Come on, they're all dirt bags. <laughs> it's only questionable level. It's like yeah, the guy but... who gouged out the eyes of a of guard were like <laughs> feeling sorry for him being set up to go down. <laughs> yeah, because we knew he was going to die one way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, we form our own internal logic as to who to follow and who to yes. root for. Yes. We're back on that topic. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, you were rooting for Schillinger. <laughs> the rest of us were saying, what? <laughs> that was way back in like... In season one, yes. And it was the second half of season one after he'd done his despicable dirty business. <laughs> Sturdy business. <laughs> And then after he finds out, like, his sons are... And Beecher starts taking advantage. Oh, yeah. Was, you know, evil, diabolical Beecher with his beard (laughs) from the Mirror Universe. Mirror Universe Beecher. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Is it wrong that I'm really glad he finally cleaned up? Yeah, it's so strange seeing him, like... Back to 
like lawyer Beecher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd forgotten that guy existed. Yeah, maybe maybe he did that for um, for his scenes with Keller. <laughs> you know, so so that when they kissed, he wouldn't have stubble <laughs> or scratchy beard. <laughs> God, I hate the scratchy beard. <laughs> Not really, but you know. Yeah, we we kind of we haven't talked much about uh, Vern and Andrew, father and son. Yeah, we kind of skipped that. Yeah. Scenario. So the um, this is the problem with doing it this way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the evil plan worked. The, uh, the evil plan of Beecher, Keller, and O'Reilly. And Andrew Schillinger is dead. Uh, what? That's how you're going to put it down? <laughs> but, no. <laughs> that's how it went down, huh? <laughs> that's the really, really simple version. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But as we know, in Oz, nothing is simple. So... <laughs> They, uh, I think the the final straw for Vern was seeing uh, seeing them all in the gym wrestling, just like they did with Beecher. So he knew that something was up then. And uh, then um, Beecher talked to Schillinger and said, "Well, you know, we we haven't fucked yet, but we're about to. I can feel it. He wants it." And then I I guess he started a fight with um, with Andrew. Vern started a fight with Andrew in the cafeteria, and Andrew was the one who got tossed in the hole because one of the guards was uh, Vern's pal and asked who started it, and Vern pointed his finger at his son when he was really the one who started it. And so uh, while he was, while Andrew was in the hole, the same guard brought uh, drugs to him from his father. And uh, it was just too much of a temptation, and he OD'd. And Vern looks on it as euthanasia. Yeah, because he would have fallen in with the wrong crowd. Yep. And one of the other guys says he wasn't strong enough. He deserved to be wiped out. <laughs> and Beecher gets it all up in himself to feel like he needs to apologize for having <laughs> Vern's son. Well, that's eventually. This is after after he starts his his lessons with uh, Saeed. So Saeed's lessons makes one stupid. <laughs> like, no, they just make him want to. I'm really sorry I had your son killed, <laughs> or, or made it so that you killed your own son. <laughs> yeah. And then... I, I feel really bad about that. My bad! Can we do over? <laughs> and Schillinger says, sure, if you're dead. And then we have the big fight in the gym, where um, Schillinger stabs Beecher, and Keller stabs Schillinger. It's and a then... stabbing party. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then I think Keller and Saeed and Khan 
was it Khan or Arif? I don't know. Uh, they all get thrown into, um, the three of them get thrown into solitary. While the others go to the hospital, where they all miraculously get out on the exact same second. (laughs) Yeah, which is, exactly. It's like all of our wounds healed at the same time. (laughs) It's, you know, the magic of Dr. Nathan. (laughs) She has has amazing healing powers. Like, I want you guys out. (laughs) Pretty crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. And after, after um, Beecher gets out, he um, asks Tim McManus if Keller can move into his cell again, if they can be roomies again. He uh, forgives him because, hey, Keller saved his life. And I guess uh, he, he doesn't see that as manipulation. He saved his life, so... Uh, they're, I guess, back together now. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Mm-hmm. But hey. <laughs> but hey. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Beecher's being superficial. <laughs> and just looking at that, that chin and those eyes. and <laughs> <laughs> Eyebrows. It's the eyebrows. The eyebrows? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You talked about eyebrow acting last time, right? <laughs> he has the eyebrows of Groucho Marx. <laughs> and those were painted on. Oh, gosh. But okay. Uh, what am I to say? <laughs> who knows? When when two men are in love, anything can happen. So. This is true. But he couldn't be any less McManus-like, except for the loss of hair. <laughs> We're still on the balding thing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's not something I notice much. So <laughs> maybe I'm superficial. <laughs> so, okay, we have Chucky Pancamo. Uh, he he was drugged in the fight, and he knows that something was off. He could feel... At, he's, and also, um, I think, was it O'Reilly? No, or... No, Stanislavski told him about the uh, that his water was drugged with heroin, and he said that Kosygin was the one who did it. Then Pencamo reports the uh, reports that to McManus and wants to redo the fight, but then uh, Mayhem Mayhem tells him tells Pencamo that when Kosygin finds out that Stanislavski was the snitch that Kosygin will take care of the problem. Uh, and so then Kosygin tries to kill Stanislavski in the library. With the glasses. With the glasses. It's like, how many times do you think he's used those glasses to kill somebody? <laughs> Two that we know of. He likes to make it look like a vampire. Mm-hmm. Well, he is a scary Russian guy. <laughs> Dude, when he was sitting on the toilet in that first scene, yeah. I thought it was a woman. I thought it was like some old lady and like the guy was tapping on the window. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? Why is that old woman taking a crap? <laughs> and it's, oh, it's the Russians. <laughs> That's funny. It's the hair. Mm-hmm. 
he's got that Beatles mop oh, thing yeah. Yeah. going on. And I could I I looked, but I could not find any translations of what they were saying. Oh, so it isn't subtitled. No. Okay. No. I, yeah, I went looking for subtitles, and, and I couldn't. Yeah, that's done on purpose. Uh, oh. Yeah. Because that was a long scene. It was, yeah. And, you know, and even when, when you have other inmates um, speaking Spanish, that's not subtitled. Not, nothing is, because I think, I don't really remember the explanation for it either. So, we'll have to wait and, uh, <laughs> and find out. Um I I think it's in one of the commentaries in season five. So, mm. yeah, we can we can listen to that when we get like I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, joke died on the vine. We'll just keep going. <laughs> okay, all right. But yeah, don't don't listen to them as we go. Okay. Well, yes, just... I've gotten that. Yeah. Because I have I'm, not done it, even though I've been ur- the urge has been there. Yeah, Antonio Napa. So, <laughs> Pancamo finds out about the book that he's writing, and he gets permission to whack him. Napa's cellmate, Nat, delivers the uh, the disc to Pancamo, and also has a has a great farewell dinner <laughs> for. Uh, for Napa, and then kills him that night. <laughs> Puts a pillow over his head. That's one of the more sensible killings I've seen in the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seeing as you can get away with it. Well, Old guys do stop breathing in the middle of the night. Yeah. But if they, you know, if they do an autopsy, they'll figure it out. <laughs> What would they figure out? That he stopped breathing. Yeah, and they'll... Uh... <laughs> okay. Who watches too many procedures? What, are they going to find his fingerprints through the pillow marks on his neck? No, but they might find fibers in his... Uh, you know, in his yeah, Air. in his airway. Airways. Fibers like, in his airway. Or... On your pillow, like, he could have easily just put his head into the pillow and, like, no, because okay. no, because I mean when not, something like, like that. Not happens, when they if they find not, they're gonna find him on his back, so there's no way that he could have. We don't know how the guy left him. I mean, one that that was a very off-screen kill. Like the guy wasn't even dead before they cut away, so we don't know what kind of position he left him in. <laughs> but now, there's. You're going way somewhere else. <laughs> because I've seen too many CSI or whatever, and there's there's always other evidence, even though it might look yes, like he just stopped breathing. He's going <laughs> to... No, really. CSI is bullshit. You do realize this, right? <laughs> but some of it, some of the, some of the physical evidence is, uh, is not... <laughs> Okay. So, Which, like, 
we're we're in a CSI nation. For the uh, for the purposes of what we're doing, they likely wouldn't find. But right. Okay. <laughs> you know, just like the uh, blood transfusions and <laughs> you know all that other stuff that would never happen. <laughs> Okay. Are are there any more before we go to the deleted scenes? Deleted scenes. Deleted what? scenes. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you about the deleted scenes and are there any more characters? No. No more characters. Okay. All right, because yeah, one of them I already mentioned about Tim talking to Clayton Hughes. Uh, that uh, Ribadow and Gera are on a work detail. They're cleaning out a storage room and they find the old electric chair. And uh, then Ribadow tells the story of how he was the last one in the state to be electrocuted. And um, then he passes out, has some kind of heart attack or something. Um, then we have another deleted scene Ryan gives Cyril a pep talk before one of his fights oh I know what we what we didn't talk about was before their their Cyril's fight for the championship um, what Ryan did to his brother uh, daddy dearest yeah he called he called their father to come for a visit and then I guess on the pretense that it was an emergency and life or death. Yeah. And, uh, like you said, dad came through just as he expected and dad smacked Cyril around a little and got Cyril upset. And, uh, so during the fight, when Ryan wanted Cyril to fight harder, he said, think, think of him as dad. He's dad. And, uh, Cyril put uh, Hamid Khan into a coma, and he's brain dead. Which he did not take kindly to being informed of by his brother when questioned about it. And then he basically (laughs) punched out his brother. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well deserved. <laughs> yep. What a wonderful family. Mm-hmm. Okay, another uh, <laughs> another deleted scene. Um, you know, in how they were having the those meetings of all the the leaders of all the groups of the inmates would would meet. Uh, mm-hmm. They were voting on TV shows to watch, and couldn't agree on anything. Of course. In um, another deleted scene, Trisha Ross comes to visit Kareem Saeed, and Diane is working the visiting desk. And uh, Trisha asks Diane if she knew Scott, and Diane says no. Mm. Yeah, it's like, uh, and Trisha doesn't know that Diane's the one who killed her brother. Okay. <laughs> um, well, nobody knows except for McManus and Diane, right? Well, no, and, I thought... Sch- and Schillinger. And Schillinger, yeah. But I thought they knew that she fired the shot, didn't? 
But, no. Okay, never mind. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wonder if anything, if anyone's going to mention Scott Ross next season. <laughs> <laughs> Most uh, talked about dead person. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And next deleted scene, Kenny is interviewed by the police about the death of his wife and Ronnie. Uh, he gives them a false lead in the murder. Next. That's always smart. Yeah. <laughs> that could never come back to bite you in the ass. Uh-uh. Of course not. <laughs> this is Oz. <laughs> this is Kenny. Mm-hmm. Next, McManus and Murphy notice something's up with Adebisi and Wangler. Um, next, Beecher talks to McManus about his part in Andrew Schillinger's death, wants McManus to take responsibility for it because um, McManus should have known that they might try to take revenge against um, Andrew Schillinger for the things that Vern did to Beecher. Next, uh, Sister Pete and Father Mikata pass out Christmas gifts in the prison hospital. Next, another scene of them watching an episode of Miss Sally. And the final deleted scene, um, Saeed talks to McManus about talking. He wants to talk to Glenn to about something important, but he doesn't say what it is. He won't tell McManus what it is. So I just want to talk to the warden, one black man to another. Mm. And this might have been before the big confrontation in the hospital. Yeah, without a doubt. That would have been a nice lead in yeah, yeah. to that outburst. You know, a, a thing that I thought was kind of a weird left turn that they didn't really deliver on was mm. the the whole possibility that the warden was the one who stabbed the guard. Oh, okay. His friend, yeah. You know, that story was like underdeveloped, underused, and kind of dumped early. Yeah, but I, I don't think he was the one who did it. Right, but yeah, the... <laughs> they brought, they are the ones who brought it up, <laughs> you know, as, yeah. as a story point. And then they and then they had the the sit down where he actually tells them how his dad died, and you see in flashback what went down. Yeah, and you gotta assume that we're watching a true flashback and not some uh, ginned up flashback. <laughs> Does it really? Right, right. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took the trouble to set up a, a subplot and then didn't walk down that plank. Once again, trying to weave the warden's story into all of this. Well, there's always next season. Yep. Predictions for next season? A new member of Glenn's family joins the staff? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his daughter? You think? You think she'd want to work at the prison? Sure. Why not? Hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> Amelia, any predictions? Um, he shoots someone. <laughs> <laughs> One more killer wife shows up. I know we've met all three of them, but. 
<laughs> the Keller Wives. The Keller Mysterious Keller Wives shows up. <laughs> Keller Wives versus Stepford Wives. That's right, the lost Rematch. wife of Christopher Keller. <laughs> the real housewives of Chris Keller. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if they've all met. <laughs> uh, let's see. You'd imagine they would if they were into him enough to follow him to jail. Then they probably were following his conviction. Yeah, they, they might have all been in the courtroom. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> To support him, to support their Chris a Keller support group. <laughs> wow, the Chris Keller support group. <laughs> so, any thoughts for the end of the season? What did you think, Amelia, compared to seasons one and two? How did season three stack up? <laughs> I I don't know what to say. Um. Good, bad, indifferent? Um, Was it as good as two? I I think maybe it was a little better for me. <laughs> um, held my attention a little bit more than the first two. <laughs> Is that because you know the characters more? Um, probably. So you've got that investment now that you can get a little more payoff in what's happening with the characters. Slightly. I think it's more just a recognition thing, recognition of personalities and mm -hmm. and stuff. Still not a series you would have ever gone to see? No. <laughs> after, after three seasons? No. Are you interested in season four? Um, as it relates yeah. to what we're doing here, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you could do without it. Is that what you're saying? Uh, with you know, without trying to sound mean or anything. <laughs> um, more or less, yeah. <laughs> we're big people. We can take it. <laughs> I enjoy it for what it is. I enjoy it for, you know, getting to chat with y'all about it. It's, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a showcase for a lot of talent that um, blossomed later in, later in their careers. Like, I certainly had no clue that the guy who plays Kenny, uh, you know, had a career before um, The Wire. Where okay. he had a, a significant role in that in that series as well. Mm -hmm. He's definitely a stand up, stand out young black actor who deserves recognition. Mm -hmm. But I have no clue what he's doing today. Do you know if he even has a gig, Susan? I don't. See now that it that is true sadness. <laughs> yeah. Like I said before, I thought that. This season was all about um, setting something up, something that has yet to been a trigger yet to be pulled, maybe. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
um, you know, they kind of really on the nose about the fact that they were ratcheting up the strings of tension. And I was a little disappointed that they didn't pay it off. Um, um, but I think it also has something to do with the timing because I just, I can only assume this was the millennium, um, yes. Season. Like it was 1999 going to 2000 when this was airing. Yes. So that, probably played more of a, you know, the, the whole helter-skelter, the future is unknown, uh, what's going to happen. Like, it looks like the writers were playing into that a little bit as well, which probably had people on the edge of their seats waiting for things to go down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's only, you know, an episode away <laughs> to finding out what actually went down. And I actually had that happen this season, which other seasons didn't do to me. Like, I could not leave it on the birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Screw that. I had to keep going. Yep. It's like, you got me here. Damn yeah. you. Now pay off. Pay off. And, and this was the season that, that hooked me. This is where I first started watching. And I think it was it was somewhere in the in the first half, probably the second or third episode of season three, and then I, from then I would watch it every week. So did you go back and watch seasons one and two before the third season ended, or after the third season? No, after because I had to find them because this was before. They were available on demand before HBO Go. So I bought a VHS tape on eBay that was really, you know, a copy of a copy of a copy. Bootleg! You were doing it old school! Very old school, (laughs) (laughs) yes. Before those were outlawed from eBay, yes. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like the last electrocuted prisoner, you might have bought the last tape on eBay. <laughs> That's right, the last VHS on eBay. <laughs> so, cool. and then I, I understood a little bit more <laughs> about Oz and the background of these characters and why Schillinger and Beecher were always fighting and <laughs> and the uh he tattooed a swastika on my ass right and then there was a little bit more um you know why are keller and beecher together you know it's like wait a minute he did that but he's still but they're together they're a couple what's going <laughs> on <laughs> so yeah i found out a, a lot about uh the characters i was just getting to know. So how many more seasons are there? There are two more. Or no, three more. But um, season four is like a double season. There are 16 episodes. Mm. So Look at that, Amelia. More entertainment for <laughs> like, you. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought we were almost done. <laughs> you told her two, and she was like, oh, God, thanks. But it's a double. <laughs> No, no, it's actually three with a double. (laughs) Right, because we've seen uh, three seasons uh, with eight episodes each, and there are a total, uh, and so that's, we've seen, (laughs) we've seen 24, and there are a total of 60. 
So, yeah, we're, no, we're almost halfway there. <laughs> like the issues of Why the Last Man, <laughs> which I got wrong somehow. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> after, after looking it up. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I looked on, uh, you know, to, looked up to get the links, you know, it's like, oh, 60. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I've never seen the end of the series. Hmm. <laughs> it seemed like the end. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it's like, oh, this is a good point to stop. This is it. Okay. <laughs> I am anxious to to see the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Not for I. <laughs> I don't mean that negatively. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I would like to see how it ends because. Mm-hmm. You know, in my mind, they start a bonfire in the middle of the prison and it just all goes up in flames. But I know that's not going to happen. I say somebody delivers Beecher a, a pair of ruby slippers. And he <laughs> flicks them together three times. Oh my gosh. It starts to snow and then I we wish, realize I wish, it's I wish I could say snow. Wow, I got one of them. Oh my god. It was all in the mind of a little autistic boy. Oh my gosh. That's saying elsewhere. <laughs> Let's spoil other series. <laughs> How about Newhart? I was going to say, Beecher wakes up and he's in bed with Suzanne Blachette. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I just had the weirdest dream. They all die. <laughs> all right. Um, so I'm I'm looking at at this at IMDb for JD Williams, the guy who plays uh, Wangler, and they're just after after the wire. There are like a bunch of movies that I really haven't heard of, <laughs> and then he was in uh, two episodes of Detroit One Eight Seven that was only on for one season, a couple episodes of The Good Wife. And one episode of Blue Bloods. So he's a struggling actor. Yeah, he's still a struggling actor. Uncool. (laughs) And next time on Oz, it'll be a cock and ball story, obituaries, the Bill of Wrongs, and works of mercy.